right. Matthew 26. Look at verse 6 and verse, through verse 13. Well, no, go, go to verse 1. I want, to see what, I want you to see what's going on in this passage. We're continuing our study in Matthew, and, and uh, Lord willing, we'll be done with Matthew here in a few weeks. Matthew 26, and verse 1 says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, He said unto His disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill Him. But they said, not on feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. You know, they got, they got their convictions too, right? Don't do it on the feast day. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto Him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on His head as He sat at meat. But when His disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel is preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that You do make us holy tonight. And Lord, we ask that you allow, we allow Your Word to penetrate our hearts. Lord, I pray that the work we're doing, Lord, even though sometimes it seems so insignificant and small, Lord, the work we're doing is for You. God, I pray that You would encourage us tonight to keep on working. No matter what the world may be saying, to help us to keep working for You. Set us apart tonight. God, I pray that You'd fill us with Your Spirit. Lord, be with me as I preach. Give me the words to say. In Your name I pray. Amen. You know, Jesus had just finished His Olivet Discourse. Told the, told the disciples some pretty discouraging news. Here's what you can expect when I'm out of here and, and off the scene. You can expect some of these things to happen. Jesus has been preparing His disciples for this very moment. He said, in a couple of days, I will be betrayed and I will be crucified. This had to hit them and say, you know what? They, they've heard Jesus talk about it, but now the reality is becoming very clear. Jesus is not going to be with us much longer. You know, and, and so they, they were kind of probably scared at this point. What in the world are we going to do? Where are we going to go? We have Jesus for three and a half years, but now He's going to be gone. Well, when there was a meeting with Jesus and His disciples, there was another secret meeting going on with Caiaphas and the high priest. And what was their meeting based on? Well, their meeting was saying this, Jesus has caused so many problems that we need to destroy Him. We need to kill Him. You see, so they, they met with subtlety and secret, secretness, and they wanted to kill Him. And they said this, they said, not on the feast day, unless the people have an uproar and uh, we make them all mad. So they didn't want to make the people mad. They, they sought out different things. If you jump down to verse 14, they found their answer. There's an answer that comes to them in the name of Judas. Judas is willing to betray him. He says in verse 14, then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priests. And he said unto them, what will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. 
And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. They made an agreement with him. Judas, if you betray Jesus, we will give you 30 pieces of silver. Now, when it was all said and done, what did Judas do with that money? He threw it away. He took, he took it actually to the people and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And they're like, oh, we can't take this money. This is blood money. And they um, purchased a piece of land with it. And so Judas, he ended up killing himself, committing suicide because of what he did against Jesus. I, I think he finally realized what he did. Now, this meeting with, the, with Caiaphas and the high priest, then Judas over here, there's something sandwiched right in between. And there's a story of a woman. It's not a very long story. Several verses of a woman who did what she could. She did something that only she could do. And the title of tonight's message is, She Did What She Could. And if, if that could be our mentality tonight, that we're not going to try to be like so-and-so, but we're going to do what we can. How many of you believe that we have, everybody has individual gifts that we can give to the church? We all have something different we can bring to the church. We all have different functions. We can be part of the family. You know, not everybody in my family has the same function. And my, my, me, my wife, and my two kids, not everybody has the same function, but everybody has a job to do. Everybody has something to do in the family. So this woman is now being told, and it's going to be told all across this world about her, who she is and what she's done. You see, I may never account to anything in this society. My name may never be printed in Time Magazine, 100 most influential people in the world. I can guarantee you, it's probably not going to be. My name may not be in a marquee somewhere. But if I please Jesus in heaven, and He's called me to do a specific task, and I do it for Him and for Him alone, and my focus is on Him and Him alone, then when it's all said and done, I believe God can look at me and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You are faithful in small things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter in into the joy of the Lord. Is that not what we all desire to hear when we get to heaven? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You see, we all have different tasks we bring to God's family. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you serve God? Is it just because your mama served and your dad served, your grandma or grandpa served? Or is it because you've got a desire to serve God? I pray that you will realize tonight that the work you do, no matter how small you may think it is, God sees it. But you know what happens so, so many times in our life? We get focused on what everybody else is saying, what everybody else is doing, that we forget that we're here for God. Do you realize that we're not here to make each other happy? Y'all realize that? We are here to serve an almighty God in whatever capacity He has given to us. God alone is our audience. He is the one that we are singing to. He is the one that we, we live our lives for. Why? So that he can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He alone is the one who gives rewards. He alone is the one who will judge. I will not be your judge. Your neighbor will not be your judge. But God in heaven will be your judge. We just need to make sure we're doing what we can. You see, disciples now are hearing. Jesus is fixing to be crucified. They're, they're discouraged at what they hear. And they literally shut down in between this right here. This 
this little story that's sandwiched. You know, it's easy to critique somebody's work when you're not doing that work. You agree with that? I like football. How many of you like football? Like sports in general. You ever heard of anything called a armchair Monday? Monday Is it a Monday morning quarterback? I don't even know what it is anymore. I, I, thank you. Monday morning quarterback or armchair quarterback or something like that. You ever heard anybody state that? that when you watch your team play and the coach throws a, throws a pass instead of runs the ball. What do you say to the coach when you know you could be doing a better job than that coach? What do you say to that coach? Come on, be honest with me. Help me. What are you doing that for, right? So it's easy to critique that coach's work because I'm not in his shoes. I'm not walking in his shoes. I am sitting on the sidelines. I'm watching it on TV and I'm like, come on, coach. What are you doing? You're killing me. You're giving the Tennessee Volunteers another loss. What are you doing, coach? You get angry at the coach. Why? Because we think we can do a better job than he can. Although he's paid to do this. Although he's very qualified to coach. I've never coached a football team. I've never done that. So I really don't know much about coaching football. Especially at a competitive level like that. But it's easy to say, coach, you're doing wrong when I'm not doing the work. You see, he has spent hours and hours and hours of practice. He has watched hours and hours and hours of video. He knows his opponent and he's trying to get his team prepared. And he runs the best plays that he thinks. Why? Because he's the one doing it. But we, I know me, myself, I like to critique coach. Because I just think I can do a better job than the coach. I wouldn't want to be a coach. I love what I'm doing. They can, they can coach and they can do all they want to. In this story, we see the disciples literally sitting on the sidelines. Somebody is doing a work for God and they begin to critique it. They begin to say, what is this woman doing? She is crazy. She's lost her mind. What is she doing with this ointment? There's three things I want you to see about this woman's work tonight that I pray will be helpful to you. First of all, her work was meaningful. Her work was meaningful. What does this mean? Well, it meant something to God. God was pleased with this woman's work. Can I tell you, that's all that matters in life. It does not matter if your neighbor is pleased how you're doing your job. As long as God in heaven is pleased, that's all I got to worry about, right? Look, I got enough to worry about just with my business with God. I can't worry about what my neighbor's thinking. Oh, I should tie my shoe this way. I've looked at people tie their shoes. Everybody ties their shoes different, right? But there are some people that I've watched tie shoes, and I'm like, why do you do that? And I must confess to you, the other day we were driving through Walmart parking lot, and, and I've already said sorry to Jess, so sorry again. We were driving through Walmart parking lot. I like to drive. I don't like my wife to drive. Not that she's a bad driver. Not that I just, I like being in control of the vehicle. Can anybody give me an amen on that one? I'm not by myself. Okay. I like to be in control of the vehicle. I've got a certain way that when I go into the Walmart parking lot, I pull in there and that's the way that I do it. Well, this day she pulled in there and she just kept driving. And so I said, what are you doing? Don't do that. I said, where are you going? And she, she's like, I am driving here. 
I'm driving. You leave me alone. I'm doing the way I want to do it. But I, sitting in the passenger seat, thought I knew better than the driver. I started critiquing her. Why? Because I thought I could do a better job. And it was just over a silly parking spot. I'm sorry, Jess. I'm sorry. You're right. You were finding a parking spot. So many times we get caught up in doing things for other people that we forget we got an audience with God. This lady's work was meaningful. What was so significant about this woman's work? Why was it so meaningful? In Luke's account, this woman is classified as a sinner. <gasps> a sinner? Hey, we're all classified as sinners. But she was classified as a sinner. Now, she didn't come in jumping up and down and say, I've got to give for Jesus. I've got to give for Jesus. She didn't do that. She didn't come in bringing a bucket of money. She brought a little box. Little box that had some very, very precious ointment in it. And it could have been sold for lots of money. She came in and she gave what she had. You see, she knew what was about to happen. She knew that Jesus was about to be crucified. And so she comes in and anoints His body for the burial. She did what she could. She went home. She got that precious ointment in that nice alabaster box. What's an alabaster? Well, it was a, a rock over there in, in, in Israel's day and age. It's in Israel's land, it's a white stone and it somewhat resembles marble. And it was pretty, pretty priceless. It was also used to build uh, Solomon's temple. Those, those stones were used as well. This was used to carry things in, this alabaster box, and it had significant value but this woman said, you know what? It can have all the value of the world. I'm giving it to Jesus. She was, she was meaningful in her work. You see, she did what she could regardless of what everybody else thought. Do you think that she maybe thought when she walked in there, hey, somebody might not like what I'm doing. Do you think she thought that? I don't know. I just know that she walked right in there and she just started anointing Jesus. She did what she could. And so I'm asking you tonight, why do you do the things you do? And are you doing what you can do? Can I tell you this? There's only one person that can do your job. And that's you. There's only one person that can do what God's called you to do. And that's you. There's only one person that can do what God's called me to do. And that is me. She had heard what Jesus said. And instead of sitting and doing nothing like the disciples were doing, she says, I'm going to display my gratitude for Jesus. There's several things about her work, this meaningful work that I want to point out to you. The first is she, she brought what she had. You know, she didn't go home and try to buy something else and try to produce something else that she did not have. She brought what she had. She did not worry if it would meet everybody else's expectations. She didn't worry if uh, everybody would laugh and, and scorn her. She did not worry about that. She came and worshiped Jesus with what she had. Do you realize that we're all going to worship Jesus different? We're all going to come in, in the church and we're going to worship Jesus different. But may we come into church and give God our best. Give God everything that we've got. Why? Because God deserves our absolute best. We need to come in and before God and be real with God. 
Be real with God. Ask God, God, is there anything in my heart that should not be here? And if God says yes, you need, and, and He reveals that to you, we need to get that right. We need to get it right. You know what? My worship may not be like somebody else's. My gift may not be as prestigious as somebody else's. But it means something to God. It really does. She wanted to give her best for Jesus. That's why it was meaningful. You see, she could have brought in the smallest thing, and it was meaningful. My, my mind's reminded of that woman who threw in the mite, the widow. She threw in what she had. Everybody else was like, oh, she didn't throw in very much, but Jesus said, let her alone. She's given what she had. She's given her best. So I ask you, are you giving your best tonight? The second thing I notice is where she pours this oil at. Where did she pour it? On his head there. In our text, on his, on his head. She, she went to him, poured it on his head. Now what does this represent? This represents complete authority. So what she was declaring on this day is, I don't have much to give you, but I do have an alabaster box full of precious ointment. And I'm pouring it on your head to, to tell everybody in this room that you alone are my authority. You see, God should be our authority. May, may we come to Jesus not declaring what we want or to pre, pretending to be somebody else. But may we come totally surrendered to Him and Him alone. May we give Him the complete authority He needs in our life. May we say, God, today I declare that You are supreme in my life. That's what this woman was doing. She poured oil on Jesus' head. And it meant a lot. It meant a lot to Jesus. But verse 8 and 9, I want you to notice the second thing, that her work was mistaken. Somebody looked at what she was doing and they began to judge her way of worship. Notice what the disciples did in verse 8. When the disciples saw it, they had what? Indignation. This is a woman worshiping Jesus and the disciples were furious that this was happening. Furious. They had indignation. And then they said this. What purpose is this what? Waste. They were calling her meaningful work, the work that only she could do, they called it a waste. Can I tell you, no matter what you do for God, it's never wasted. It's never wasted. You say, well, it didn't really mean that much to me. Look, if you pick a piece of paper off because you want this place to be clean from the ground, then that is a work for God. Nobody may pat you on the back. Nobody may say, good job. But God in heaven sees it. And God in heaven is pleased when we work for Him. No matter how small you think your job may be at this church, you are precious to this church. You are precious to Jesus Christ. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep loving Jesus because that's what it means. It doesn't matter if somebody's over here saying, well, you didn't do it right. You didn't tie your shoe right. You didn't uh, go in the parking lot the right way. You didn't do that right. Push that out of your mind and say, you know what? I'm serving Jesus. I am living for Jesus and that's what I'm here to do. The disciples were so concerned about this woman's gift because they were busy not doing anything. They were sitting on the sideline. Oh, woe is me. Jesus is about to leave. This woman recognized that and she worshiped Jesus. 
She worshiped Jesus. May we not be so focused on what others are doing, but may we focus on how we're living, how we're worshiping, how we're serving God on a daily basis. May we be about our Father's business every single day. I believe this. The busier we are with Lord's work, the less we will be concerned about everybody else's work. Do you know it's not my job to regulate somebody's work in the Lord? It's between them and God. You see, it's not my job to police them. It's not my job to say, you're out of bounds or you're out of lines right there. Hey, come on back in. You're, you need to get in uh, God's uh, work again. If somebody is serving God and they're giving it their best, that's between them and God. God is their judge. And so may we not get focused on what everybody else is doing because we're sitting on the sidelines. But may we be focused on what we're doing because we're right there in the battle. We've got mud all over our feet just like everybody else. We're in there. We're in the trenches and we're serving God. Why? Because that's what this life is about. Our life is about bringing honor and glory to God. You know, you've heard the saying, idle hands are a devil's workshop. Anybody ever heard that? Where does that come from? It comes from a passage of Scripture. In Proverbs 16, verse 27 to 29, it says, An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there's a burning fire. A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separated chief friends. A violent man enticeth his neighbor, and leadeth him in the way that is not good. When our hands are not busy doing the Lord's work, I believe they become a workshop for the devil. I believe they, they become a, an avenue for the devil to do his deeds. And so how do we fend off the devil? Well, we, we got to get in the Word of God. We got to put on the armor of God. And we got to get busy serving God. We got to get busy doing what he's called us to do. Brother Wayne alluded to it earlier to this, this evening. We don't have much longer on this earth. We do not have much longer. You can see uh, everything going on. I, I saw a story this, the other day about how many earthquakes have hit uh, uh, California just in, in, in a couple of days. There's been multitudes, I mean, I'm talking almost a hundred earthquakes that have hit. You know, Jesus said, as these things increase, they become more intense. These are signs that we're not going to be here much longer. And so, what I encourage you to do is not be worried about what sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so is doing, but worry about how you're living your life for Jesus. Because when we stand before God, we cannot say, well, God, I was, I was so busy, worried about somebody else that I neglected your work. That's not going to be a good excuse. God is going to, we're going to stand before God and we'll give an account to a holy God why we didn't do the things He's called us to do. So I encourage you. Others may mistake your work. They may criticize the work that you're doing. But keep working. Keep serving God. There is no greater joy than to serve God. Love serving God. Why? Because I know at the end of the day, He is the one that re will reward me. He is the one that will say unto me, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to live my best for Jesus Christ. I believe that when we are up to nothing, that is the easiest target for the devil. I believe that he will use that. So I encourage you to be people be people that are doing the work of God. It doesn't matter if anybody mistakes your work. So this, this woman's work, it was meaningful. It meant something to God. It was precious to God. Her work was mistaken by those disciples that should have been like rejoicing with this woman and helping pouring this oil on Jesus. 
And then her work was memorialized. Jesus held her in high regard. He says in verse 10, Why trouble ye the woman? She wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world. Just grasp that. No matter what language this gospel is preached in, this woman's story will be told. In the whole world there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. Now she didn't have some statue lifted up, attributing uh, to this lady. She didn't. But we are reading about this woman tonight. This, this little tiny job that she did. She was a sinner. But we're reading about it because it was something to Jesus. It, was, it meant something to Jesus. And Jesus said, look, this is going to be a memorial for her. Anybody that reads this gospel is going to know about her. What an awesome testimony, right? Maybe, maybe she's one of the ones that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses as we're running this way. She did what she could. Look, God's not asking us to do anything that you cannot do. He's asking you to bring what you've got already and just get in the fight and serve Him. Kick the devil in the teeth. Kick him out of the church. Don't let him in your pew. Don't let him in your car. Don't let him in your house. Kick him out and say, God, you are God in this house and we're serving you. I don't care if everybody says I'm a nut. I'm a nut for you, Jesus. I don't care if everybody says I'm crazy. I'm crazy about you, Jesus. Our focus needs to be Christ. Christ needs to be the center of our focus. When we, when we work in Awana, we're doing it to reach young, and bo young boys and girls with the gospel of Christ and to train them to serve Him. When we go and teach Sunday school, when we work in the nursery, when we sing in the choir, when you play an instrument, when you sing in the congregation, you're doing it for the glory of God Almighty. And you can say, look, I may not be able to sing the prettiest note. I may not look the prettiest when I sing. I may not do this like everybody else, but God in heaven is pleased with me tonight because everything between me and Him is right. And look, and I'm telling you this, when God is happy with you, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Amen right there. I'm telling you what, that's exciting stuff right there that it does not matter. One day I'm going to fall flat on my face because I'm a human being. One day I'm going to, I'm going to let God down because I'm a human being, but I need to get up and say, God, forgive me. I've done wrong against you. And just because because I was knocked down does not mean I stop the battle. It means I get back in it. I, I start serving God. I do what He's called me to do. Why? Because that is the greatest work we are called to do. Serve God wherever you are. Now, is our name ever going to be written in the Bible as a memorial? No, because we have the Bible. But when we stand before God, and it, this will happen, when we stand before God and we have rewards and they're tried with fire, will we have wood, hay, and stubble and sit there with ashes before God? Or will we have gold, precious jewels to give God? Say, God, 
All because you are God. I lay these at your feet. I worship your name. I proclaim that you are God, a God alone. You're King of kings and Lord of lords. You're the great I am. You're everything to me. And Lord, everything that I did in this life, it was not for anybody else. It was not for man's glory. But God, it was for your glory. Why? Because God sent His only begotten Son to die on an old rugged cross for my sin-sick soul. And thank God He's given me the opportunity to serve Him. So whatever you're doing, Temple Baptist Church, wherever you find your place in serving God, serve Him with all your heart. Serve God. Why? Because it's all worth it. I promise you it's all worth it. Maybe you're here tonight. You've been discouraged about your job. The task God has called you to do. And can I tell you this, just talking about tasks, we need some Awana workers. We need somebody to step in there and say, you know what, I'll teach you Awana class. I'll listen to little kids say a Bible verse. I'll do that. Why? Because they need Jesus. And that could be an opportunity for you to show them Jesus. If God has called you to do something and you are not doing it, you're missing out on the greatest blessing in life. Does that mean it's always going to be peachy? Roses and daisies everywhere. I'm serving God. No, because the devil don't like it. And when the devil don't like it, he's going to send his little cronies to come over and attack you and discourage you. And they say, just quit. Just give up. Just throw in the towel. Just quit on God. Don't quit. Don't quit. Church, don't quit. Keep going in Jesus' name. And when you get to heaven, God can say to you and I, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That, those are the words I long to hear more than anything else. I, I loved it when my, when my kids first said, Daddy. Those were good words to hear. I loved it when I heard my kids first sing, Jesus loves me. Those were good words to hear. But there's words that I long to hear more than that. And that is, Scott, you've done good. You've done good. Oh, that we can live our life pleasing Him. Why? Because he's, he's worth it. Look, you may, you may think that your work is insignificant and small. It means something to Jesus. Others may mistake your work. Just keep serving Him. Why? Because one day, it could be a memorial for you when you stand before God. An account. And give an account for everything you've done. I pray that if you thought about quitting, you'll re-enlist tonight. You will. Can I tell you, I'm not quitting. Because the day I quit is the day the devil gets the victory. And I, I'm bound and determined not to let the devil get the victory in my life. Why? Because then I'll, I'll stand before God ashamed. And I don't want to do that. Church, I love you. I love you and I'm burdened for our country. I'm burdened for our churches. People, I see people all the time just giving up on God. And they have... Really no desire to live for Him. Can I ask you, are you serious about working for God? Are you serious about it? Because if you are, just keep going. If you're right there on the quitting edge, just hang in there. Don't quit. He loves you. And your work means something to Him. I pray that you'll do business with God tonight.
during this invitation time. Let us pray.